Are you feeling lost and struggling to define your purpose? Don't worry, you're not alone. Every hero's journey has to start somewhere and yours is just beginning. Today, we're sharing three powerful life purpose exercises from the audiobook, Why? What Your Life Is Telling You About Who You Are and Why You're Here. Hi, welcome to Your Great Journey. We offer brief tips, techniques, and insights to help you move in a positive direction and master big change. For more information, please visit yourgreatjourney.com. Your Great Journey is brought to you by audiobook publisher Wetware Media. Wetware Media publishes a wide variety of personal transformation audiobooks available from any major online audiobook retailer. For more information, please visit wetwaremedia.com. That's W-E-T-W-A-R-E-M-E-D-I-A dot com. Now is your chance to uncover something new about your identity and discover how to listen to what's in your heart. With these exercises, you can embark on a journey of self-discovery and begin to unlock your true potential. Five Ways to Find and Align with Your Life Purpose As we have pointed out from the beginning of this book, each of us arrives on the planet with a predetermined purpose, a preconception contract, as it were. It will fit snugly into the purpose of the entire species, which is to lift our consciousness into a state of harmony with the evolutionary trajectory of life itself. It is of paramount importance that each of us discover this purpose and align fully with it. This chapter will offer several techniques for uncovering this life purpose. It is easy to become complacent or to lose focus and forget. So, it is very useful to periodically engage in some formal kind of self-exploration, perhaps on your birthday, at New Year's, or at the start of a new phase of life, such as starting school, college, a new job, or a marriage, or the birth of a child. It is good to mark these transitions by looking within. To do justice to it, you need to find a time and a place where you will be undisturbed for a couple of hours. For major transitions, it will be useful to do several of these exploration exercises in a short period of time, for example, over a weekend. For more regularly occurring seasons, such as the start of spring or summer, perhaps choose one exercise just to stir up some mindfulness. Familiarize yourself with the following kinds of explorations and when you decide to devote some time to a deeper exercise, listen for your gut response in order to choose among the exercises. The Hero's Journey When a young wild elephant is being trained, it is tied to an experienced working elephant for many weeks before it can be ridden by the trainer, the mahout. Imitation is both the highest form of flattery and an efficient way to learn a new skill. A similar system shows up in human development. Children learn by being yoked to a family and a culture, and by learning to imitate. They learn language and accent, but also values, prejudices, ideals, fears, hopes, confidence, and despair. They imitate dress code, walking style, and eating habits, and are cued to the use of alcohol, tobacco, drugs, and sexuality. They organize their own lives around the powerful archetype of the hero, and seek inspiration from both public personalities and private relationships. A lot of money and media promotion will offer a slew of sports stars, actors and actresses, supermodels and musicians, as subjects worthy of admiration and imitation. 
Occasionally, a Mother Teresa will achieve superstar status, and the results are both social and psychological. In the book Human Motivation, Harvard professor David McClelland reported his finding that just watching a movie of Mother Teresa's work leads to an immediate strengthening of the viewer's immune system. But personal heroes can also come from your own family or circle of acquaintances and can exert quite an influence, whether it leads to joining a gang or the Peace Corps. Here are some of our heroes. A friend was paralyzed in a driving accident as a young man, but went on to become a very accomplished attorney who has advocated nationally and internationally for the rights of the disabled. As a child in Dublin, Ireland, Christine Nobel lived on the streets and was sexually assaulted more than once. Yet prompted by a vivid dream about a young Vietnamese girl calling out to her for help, she went on to found several orphanages in Vietnam. Gandhi's expulsion from a first-class railway carriage in South Africa was the catalyst for a lifelong commitment to Ahimsa, peaceful rebellion against injustice and oppression. Are these the kind of heroes you might want to imitate? Perhaps there are different qualities that you want to develop. So think of people whom you hold as heroes and identify the qualities that appeal to you. It's a truism that your character can be inferred from the company you keep, not just your social company, but also the intrapsychic company of your own thoughts. So whose images align you with your core rather than merely arouse a self-serving agenda? Whom do you admire? Whose lives display the values that matter most to you? The River of Life The best way to predict the future is to create it, said Abraham Lincoln. And the most trusted way to create the future is to live the present moment fully, because the present moment, no matter how it may feel to you, is nothing more and nothing less than the logical, consistent, inevitable consequences of all the decisions made by all the players in the past. There is nothing miraculous or unlucky about it. It is what the participants have crafted. And when we work consciously with the present moment, we give birth to a future that is the logical, consistent, inevitable consequence of all the decisions we and others make right now. The future is not some fated outcome decided on by an uncaring divinity or foisted upon us by a deterministic set of cosmic laws. Rather, the future is merely probable. It depends on forces of nature to create an environmental context. But it is the choices and the decisions of the human players that lead to the social and cultural outcomes. One way to understand the present moment is to trace its trajectory from your birth to this time. An enlightening and practical way to do that is to divide your life into seven-year segments. And for each segment, note these three aspects. The important players, the important events, and the important lessons learned either then or retrospectively. You are the living embodiment of your past, the great rope formed by these three major strands. In level plains, rivers meander while in steep terrains, they tend to take the shortest route. When we live life mindlessly, we too meander, aimlessly, sometimes even looping back on our own progress. When we live life with wisdom, it is a much shorter journey to the realization of our dreams and alignment with our missions. Surveying the Self 
False identity is when we think we are our bodies, our beliefs, or our emotional reactions, or even the professions we're in or the roles that we play. False identity is when we mistake ethnicity, religious affiliation, or socioeconomic status for our real selves. True identity, on the other hand, is when we glow from the inside, when the eternal, unborn part of us directs our thoughts, words, and deeds. Imagine that you are trying to survey a countryside. If you stay down in the valley, your impressions of the terrain will be quite limited, but if you climb the highest hill in the area, then you get a panoramic vista. False identity is what keeps you stuck in the valley, whereas true identity is what makes you willing to climb the mountain. Your success as a cartographer is intimately correlated with the altitude of your viewpoint. Every increase in elevation allows you to shed a previous identity and adopt a new one. By the time you reach the mountaintop, your vision is far less limited. The good news, however, is that there are probably even higher mountains to climb. If you want to be really, really happy, find them and scale them. True Identity versus False Identity Here are some typical statements that help you recognize when you were in true identity. I was contented then. I was poor as a church mouse, but happy as a clam. I was in the flow, in the zone. Things didn't get to me. I looked forward to each new day. I never woke in the morning with a sense of foreboding. The last thing I used to do at night was to give a great sigh of satisfaction and then sleep like a baby. I smiled a lot at people, and they smiled back. I felt that I was making the world a better place. I felt ageless and powerful. Christ once said, You must be compassionate as your heavenly Father is compassionate. He was speaking in Aramaic, a language in which the word compassion Rahamim is the plural of the word for womb. So, a better translation of the injunction would be, you must be womb-like even as is the birthing principle of the universe. A womb is an organ that can conceive, carry, and birth life. Many times, not just once. And that is how you develop from false identity to true identity, by sequentially disidentifying with lesser senses of self and birthing and identifying with greater senses of self. You will encounter many temporary identities in the course of this journey. Identity is not a binary choice between false and true, but a position on a spectrum. Each new position will help you grow beyond the last identity, but others will continue to beckon until you've reached your true identity. Thanks for listening to this excerpt from the audiobook, Why, What Your Life is Telling You About Who You Are and Why You're Here. You can purchase the complete audiobook from any major online audiobook retailer. If you'd like more information, please visit yourgreatjourney.com. Please be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And if you liked the show, please rate and review. And please share it with friends who might also enjoy it. Thanks for listening. This podcast is provided for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical or mental health advice.
This content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical or mental health advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of a qualified mental health professional.